Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We are here to plug you in to the world of professional wrestling. I'm your co-host, Fisher, and I'm here with Keeney. Hi, guys. Uh, Krusty's busy this week. It is the build-up to Christmas, so I think we'll let him off on that one. Um, yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, and obviously, we had a two-man pod last week. We were going to do two-man pod potentially for the next couple of weeks anyway, purely because it's going to be quiet, period. Um, so we thought, yeah, you know, yeah. keep it short and sweet, hopefully, today. Um, but we'll see how we go. We've got plenty to talk about. Um, main talking point is going to come from AEW this week, so we're going to go straight into that in a minute. But we'll also, obviously, have all the highlights and low points, as always, from SmackDown, Raw, and NXT as well. Um with our top marks, skip marks, etc. Yeah, definitely. So let's uh let's get straight into it. Um let's start with uh AEW chat. So the big put talking point obviously is the debut and the expected debut. You know, I did see it, I knew it was gonna happen, I think. But yeah, um, yeah, it was I mean I called it last week to be honest. I said the surprise he's gonna have for them is gonna be Carlo Riley. But yeah, the debut of Carlo Riley, um awesome debut, I thought. What did you make of it? Yeah, I, I loved it. I mean, this is, we'll kick off straight away. This is my top mark of the week. This is the best yeah. thing I saw all week. It was just, um, again, even though it was expected, they still did it right. Um, I thought he looked great coming out. Um, can't believe what they kept calling him. Um, he, has, he has like this new, like, um, nickname, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, I, I, don't I, can't know. What it I think it's his old nickname. Something like Assassin, WWE. maybe. So something Assassin. Yeah, I think he had that on his T-shirt, actually. Yeah, something like that. But um, and he came out and looked great, and I loved. And there was even a little moment where him and uh, Cole looked at each other. Yes, I'm glad as they if did to like play on uh, that ag- a little. Yeah, bit. acknowledge that they had had a falling out in um, yeah. NXT. Yeah, because if they'd have just come out and they were just best friends, I, I, I know yeah. they obviously were still to, on the same side, which is a, still a little bit. Um, Odd in a sense. I'd rather have them built it maybe slightly, but how else are you going to debut Carlo Riley? At least they did do that because if they hadn't, I would have been like, well, you can't just. I know it's a different company, so essentially it's not their team, it's not their booking, but yeah. everyone knows. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and how how Adam left NXT, including exactly. Mikhail. So it would have been silly if they didn't do a nod to it. Yeah, I think. they kind of had to because AW um, referenced WWE quite a lot. Yeah, so it's 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 too. And wrestlers normally keep, keep part of their, like, for example, Malachi Black, when he came into AEW, has kept a lot of his sort of the eye thing and that from WWE as continuity. 
yeah. um, wrestlers tend to like to do that. So if they had just come out and not referenced it, I would have thought it'd been very strange. So I'm glad they did. Yeah, no, brilliant. And um, yeah, I think we, we got at the end as well with the young bucks coming down, looking a bit confused and Cole kind yes. of in the middle. That, um, that was my favorite. That was what sort of made it very good for me. Yeah, was I the young that. bucks' reaction to it. And it's going to be interesting where that goes. I think knowing AW will be a long-term story. I don't yeah. know if it will be... Um, obviously, I think we'll get a payoff revolution or something Yeah, like I, I, I think the final destination is a six-man tag with Omega and the Bucks. That yeah, would, and Omega's that would, that not even back yet. the so. obvious prediction. Yeah, but I think it's all set up for when he does come back to be like, well, what's happened? I left you guys and Cole, you've brought new guys in. What are you doing? Sort of yeah, because there's so. a little bit of tension between Omega and Cole before he left, if you remember rightly anyway. Yeah. Because he said something about, you know, I'm leaving you the fort to you. And Cole was like, oh, you know, that's great. And then he goes, no, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to these guys. Do you remember yeah. that segment? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was, you know, I think they've built that in. And, and then you can kind of tie that into the story. If Cole goes, well, I knew as soon as Kenny was going to come back, I was going to be cast aside. So I, I brought my old guys in. And I think that's how, how it's going to go. Who's going to be the heels and who's going to be the face? I'm not sure. I guess Undisputed Era guys would be heels. Yeah, that the way they were portrayed um, today would make me think they're, fa- they're heels and just bring back Omega Although, and the Bucks as faces. To be fair with AEW, sometimes they do shades of grey where neither yeah. team's particularly a baby face. And, you can, and that can work perfectly fine in this. Yeah, well, it can. And the thing is, people love Adam Cole so much. Like, even in NXT, even when he was the biggest heel in NXT... People still loved him because he has such like a. Um, it's just got like it's just really um, like easy to kind of you know the Adam Cole baby and the boom and the entrance music. Everyone just like yeah. Oh, you know, it's, the it's, pop it's, when his music went off like, at yeah. the start of the show, like it was really loud. So yeah, no, he he, he yeah. gets so they they could they could do it either way really. Mm. Um, I'm interested to see what they call themselves when if you know because they can't be undisputed era. Yeah, I I, I jokingly sent you a message earlier saying they'll be called the undisputed era or something like yeah. that. Yeah, obviously they're not. They're gonna do it. Well, do it. Th- there was undisputed chance from the crowds, like pretty strong undisputed chance. That is kind of funny because. Um, obviously, they were a group before WWE under a different sort of name. So, to you, for the crowd to use that sort of WWE reference, when the crowd, the AEW crowd likes to like crap on WWE and pretend they kind of don't like WWE, but for yeah. them to chant undisputed kind of shows that they love the undisputed era in NXT, which I think a lot of, you know, it's not that big a deal, but it's just kind of, it's kind of funny in a way. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And I just, um, I saw a, um, a couple of things online about like you know how what's what's Roderick Strong thinking watching these guys in all honesty Roderick Strong was like the add-on of Undisputed Era yes like, he wasn't there they, they they debuted as a free and then he joined so I don't think they need Roderick Strong personally oh, they, don't, they don't need Roderick Strong at all yeah, yeah. Um, obviously I, I, Roderick I, Strong probably could do with them um yeah he, he needs of, them a lot more than they need him um definitely. but I, I do think you know in all fairness to Roderick Strong he's doing okay without them like he's got his own faction in NXT he's got a title although we'll get to that later will how long yeah. will he have that for um yeah, but see. you know I don't think it's the end of the world for him either but i do think obviously he must be looking at it now and thinking i could have gone over there with them maybe they could have had all four but to be honest yeah like you said the undisputed era don't really need him especially if they're doing like three against three with the bucks and omega he may not have fitted into that anyway so yeah well that's if, if they go down that route it, sometimes they don't always do the obvious thing AEW. they do um no but what it's just another like top top tier tag team like Cole and um, Cole, 
Fish and O'Reilly are such a good, they're such, like, one of the best tag teams in WWE for years in NXT. Mm. Them two particularly, obviously you had Strong in there for a while. I think you had Cole as a tag team champ for a while as well, but Fish and O'Reilly have the history of being the tag team. They were, they were Red Dragon before, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, they and, were um, before, even before WWE. And Cole, Cole's the solo star. It's like the Bucks and then Omega, you know, Omega's yeah. the solo star, really. Young Bucks are the tag team. And that's, that will have a similar feel here. And that's why I don't think they need the fourth person, really. No. Then you've but... got two singles wrestlers and two... Um, and, and normally when you've got a four-person group, I do feel like someone gets left behind a little bit. Um, yeah. In NXT, they managed to not do that that well. Although at times I did feel like... Well, the thing it, is, yeah, I feel like in NXT, uh, Fish was injured quite often. Lot, so yeah. Or like O'Reilly would be injured for a bit. There'd always be someone out. It, it, was, it wasn't... Long period of time where it was all four of them, and it, and even when it was that it was like war games, which is a four and yeah. four match anyway. So you know it it would work. Um, I almost feel like war games was invented for not invented. Well, invented they, they, the they were they were in back. the first three. Yeah, they? it feels like it was yeah. brought back almost four undisputed era. Um, yeah. in that sense. But I, um, I, I sorry, go on. I was just going to say yeah. So um, moving on to the match itself, what did you think of the the match itself here? Um, yeah, it was good. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm losing patience with Orange Cassidy personally. Do you know it's, what? I had the same thing written in my notes. Is I'm not that interested in Cassidy at the moment. Just some of his spots again. It's just they were funny when you first saw them. Two years in now, it's just like I like his character has developed in two years definitely because he wasn't like doing um, like he wasn't wrestling anywhere near as well or as often as he is now. So he has definitely developed, but. Some of these silly spots, um, just yeah, just don't don't do it for me anymore. I, I kind of lose an interest. And yeah, he's up and down for me. Um, you know that we, last week on the um, award show special, I gave Cassidy and Matt Hardy the worst feud of the year. That probably yeah. didn't help. You know that feud with Matt Hardy no, probably didn't help. I thought this match once it got to the second half of it, when they were just wrestling, was excellent. Yeah, um, it was just the build to it was a little bit like you say the old kind of spots. Um, which was a, does get a little bit overdone. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the, the match overall. I thought it was excellent. There was the, um, the Panama Sunrise and, and nice. some really good. There was a bit where um, Orange Cassidy hit a couple of really nice super kicks um, after he was, being, he was doing his like nonchalant, lazy thing. And then he just snapped out of it and went into a period where he was like just flying around the ring. And that bit was great. Um, yeah. No, it was really good. Um, I, I just kind of want to, just quickly go back to um, Fish and o, uh, Fish and O'Reilly quickly. It, I yeah. just want to make the point that there's so there's so many good options for them. Like obviously we're, we're looking at the Bucks as the or best friends as their first feud. Um, that's probably the place. Oh, well, they're fighting best friends next week, aren't they? On um, yeah, or on Saturday is it even? I think. Yeah, it's on. I, I don't know. Yeah, so it's been yeah. it's been announced anyway. Yes, yeah, I I got confused which was which when when they were announcing matches. But um, you know, there's there's the Lucha Bros. I mean, the, you can even go back to FTR. I, I remember um when the revival were on the main roster, they went down to NXT and had a match with Fish and O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, that was, actually, it was amazing as well. I, I actually think it was fun brightly. Actually, it started off as Strong and O'Reilly, then Strong got injured in the match and they, they replaced him with Fish. Or something like that, but yeah, it was one yeah. of the best tag team matches I've seen in WWE ever, in my opinion. Yeah, it was excellent. So yeah. We know they, they like you know we know, we know we know those four can go, and then there's so many other you know you can throw Jurassic Express, um, Luke Bros. Yeah, like it's just in like you know best friends. I, I I wouldn't mind seeing them against um 
private party as well once they get their act together. So there's so many good matches for them as well yeah. in, in AEW. Yeah, it's exciting. And I'm, and I'm already more into Kyle than I have been in like the last six months. Oh, NXT, God. Right? This, this is some improvement from Von Wagner, isn't it? Yeah, because like... that, it, the feud with Kyle, the cool Kyle character, and then yeah. the feud with Von Wagner didn't do much for me at all. Um, whereas already here, I'm like excited to see what they do. Um, I love the Undisputed Era, but once they split, it wasn't... I was still into Adam Cole was still great, but the rest of them did not feel great in NXT. Yeah, I, I think Kyle had like a month period where I was really into him when he was single. Yeah, um, and it cooled then, off Yeah, then, then, then they overdid that cool Kyle thing and it kind of ruined his act a bit. And, mm. and plus, when he didn't win the title, it wasn't felt like there was not really a lot else for him to do and nowhere else really for him to go. Yeah. Um, that was the issue, I think. Um, but yeah, excellent start to, to Dynamite on the Christmas light show where it's been quite quiet. Yeah, and, 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 it, and, it, was, and it was the opening uh, match. Yeah. It wasn't the main event. It didn't close yeah, could with easily Kyle. have done this as a main event, although the main event was excellent as well. We'll get to that yes. in a bit. Um, well, should we, should we get to it now? Oh well, yeah, let's, let's segue on to that. Now, so the main I, event I think was, this um, was um, amazing, wasn't it? Pinnacle against Punk, Derby and Sting. Yeah, and, um, a whole lot of fun. Like I was excited when I saw Sting in a punk t-shirt. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then and his face comes paint out, yeah, was, um, punk comes out in Sting. Shirt. Yeah, comes out in Sting face paint. And yeah, um, oh, that was it was such cool, like little touches. Loved it. Um, and um again, this match went exactly how I expected. I expected MJF to try and avoid punk or match. Yeah. Um I expected yeah, FDR to through do... the all the way through the crowd. Yeah, that, up that, the that top was... of the steps and oh, back that in. Was funny. Um, um yeah, a lot it... of running. FTR did most of the wrestling really good. Um, obviously, the only kind of down point on this match potentially was MJF had a real missed spot, didn't he? Where he dived through the ropes and landed, that on, was landed on his head. You see, um, Cash, I nearly couldn't, um, yeah, I nearly couldn't use Dash, this WWE now. Dash Wilder. Yeah, yeah um, Cash Wheeler. Yeah, check on him over as soon him, yeah. as it happened and I was like oh god I hope MJF's alright like, yeah god he, can you imagine if he got injured like that like serious injury career was, obviously he was he was alright um, but yeah that looked scary that well, was a little bit you know it's, it's those things are dangerous we haven't, we haven't seen Lance Archer since he landed yeah. on his neck we haven't, exactly. that, that was True. a month or two ago so it's, oh was it, it, yeah more than that yeah, yeah. It, was a while, it was a while back so yeah. these you know if, if he if he properly landed on his neck and um that could have been yeah out for at least a long period of time. Worst case Mate, scenario, never wrestle again. To be honest with you, the main person I want to give props to in this match is Sting. He was yeah unbelievable in this match. He was he did a dot a dive from the turnbuckle to the outside. <laughs> yeah, sixty three or something. He's amazing. Um, brilliant from him. He, when he got in, the hot the crowd loved it as well. Um, when he did his hot tag, and he just ran wild. And he was I was just like this guy. You'd think he was twenty years younger. Like. Honestly, mm, I'm really impressed with how much they're getting out of Sting. Actually, I didn't I really think didn't. he had when he this, first came this, in. This I was like, wrestling. Okay, it's cool to see him. Well, He'll probably the, do one well, match, and that'll at be the it. start, he was doing weird promos, and mm. he did that cinematic match, which he didn't. Yep. You know, that, that's not a properly wrestling match. And I was like, oh, this is how you're going to use him. He's not really going to wrestle. But now he's in the ring and he's looking decent against top yeah. wrestlers. So, yeah, fair play to Sting. I, I thought he was outstanding in this match. Um, but yeah, so so impressive. Um, but yeah, the, the story of the match really was MJF just trying to avoid CM Punk the whole match, which he did. Yeah. And then at the end of the match, he goes over to the commentary and said it was kind of the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> MJF stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought yeah. they had a really good promo as well earlier in the night. Um, MJF with um, the whole of the pinnacle, um, sort of tensions between him and Wardlow. 
um, again. Yeah, you know, I, um, I think that is coming to a head. I just again, it's such long term slow, storytelling. Slowly building it, yeah. yeah and then, I, I don't know when it's coming, but and then Max Harwood had a couple of good lines as well, cut a decent ish promo as well. Yeah, so it's nice well, the to thing see. is, I've always said this. I think I think the revival can cut good promos. They just don't. They never really got a chance to talk in WWE, and they, no. they've they've not even they've had a couple in AW, but not too many. But I, I've always enjoyed their promos. Maybe I'm just like a super fan, but I've, I've always enjoyed them. They're good because they're pretty. I mean, they're pretty serious. When they try and do sort of comedy stuff, it doesn't suit them at all. But no, um, no, definitely. When they're serious, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, all of that was was excellent. Um, yeah. Obviously, in the end, the the end the end of the match was cool as well. Um, Dax Dax was in a. He sacrifices himself for MJF. MJF had just been hurt with that head thing, and mm. Dax pushes him out of the way. Um, I had no. I thought MJF was the legal man here, but I might just be. It's, it's hard to get. <laughs> they might have done it because MJF might have been hurt. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure. Um, and then, yeah, he got a coffin drop from miles away. Yeah, that was a mad coffin drop. Wasn't <laughs> um, a GTS as well before it, and yeah, really, really good finish to the match. And then that went off air with uh, the baby faces winning, which mm. is great. I feel like I say every week, but Darby Allen is just no regard for his body at all. No, no. He, he did a dive through the ropes again, where, he, again, it's not like a normal dive where you, where you lead with your hands to protect yourself. He just dives like almost head first or like back first. He's just mad. He did it uh, um, into all three of the pinnacle at one point. And the, the, the velocity he gets with his dives, he is, it's like a shot, it's, you know, it's like a shot out of a cannon. It's, it's mad, that guy. Absolutely mad. Um, should we move on to Paige and Danielson? Yes. Had, um, well, uh, this is a Paige promo, and we've got a match in two weeks on the 5th of January, part yeah. two. So we've got part two, which... And no. I, I don't know if you... Maybe I kind of didn't read it properly, but are we getting judges in this match? Like, So that's, that's what Brian wanted. He suggested that we have... I think yeah. we are getting them. Yeah, because um, Hangman... Hangman Page kind of was like, you can have them, but we're not going to need them, basically. Because yeah. he said to Ryan, like, I hope you paid them in advance because that, you know, they're not going to be here long, basically. Yeah. Um, because, you know, obviously, they don't... the thing is with the time limit draw, as I, you know, I, I criticized the finish a couple of weeks ago purely because I don't know how you top doing an hour long match. Um, it sounds like it's going to just be a singles match, but with judges. That's what I think it's going to be, right? No, no other stipulation. No, not a, no DQ or like in a. Yeah, well, again, H- H- Hangman reeled off a few match types. One of them was no t- no time limit, which yeah, is, is scary to think if they did that. But I, I actually well, think... there would be no point in having judges if they're doing that. Yeah, the, what, the, the, the whole way, point the is way, to judge way, rounds, right? <laughs> like like you would around. The way Hangman spoke made me think that actually we're going to get a really fast paced, hard hitting match next time where they're both almost trying to rush to win and we're just going to get you know kind of like uh brock and goldberg used to do just going at it from the bell yeah and if they follow up uh, our long draw with that and we get a conclusive finish i mean that I mean it can still go 10 15 minutes but i think oh yeah i, I, I think that's actually not a bad follow-up to uh, yeah. our long draw yeah i don't want to see another like 40 50 minutes. yeah if, if we get another you know slow I mean? I paced you know 20 minutes in nothing's too much has happened like the first one then i think um yeah, I think questions have to, have to I be I think asked, a 20 minute yeah. banger with a conclusive good finish is what, yeah. what we get here. Um, and and, and Hangman fine. has to win, yeah, surely. 
He can't, uh, he can't yeah. lose his first. Because he's not defense. really defended his. I mean, he's defended it once, and it was a draw. But he's not won a title. Yeah, I think he has to beat Danielson, and I don't think Brian needs a title personally either. No, and it doesn't. He could have Danielson it, of course, all. but does he doesn't not, need does it not right not now. Hurt him at all, losing? No, no, it doesn't does. hurt him. It doesn't but hurt him. There's, there's a few in AW I think are kind of prone, like, to being fine if if they lose. Um, yeah, Hangman used the B plus player line. On, oh yeah, I like Danielson. That, that was, that was a really good, line. good to get another WWE reference from the Hangman. That one was that one was good. It was kind of cleverly done. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he said that he called himself. He said, "I'm not a B plus player or something." Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I I just enjoyed that. It was a good um, it was a good little promo. Nothing outrageously like special. You know, Brian was just using sort of heel excuses that he hurt his leg before the typical kind of standard stuff. But yeah, you know, it played into the story and it was all good. And, and it, like so, we don't have to wait too long. I was hoping we wouldn't have to wait too long for the second match as well, because I didn't want yeah. them to drag it out like another two months before we got the second match. Well, they're giving up another title match between these two on normal TV. Yeah, I'm fine with that. After the first one was now a long draw. Yeah, um, yes, brilliant. Um, other notes I had, I wanted to want to mention the Owen Hart. Cup. Yeah, I, yeah. Again, I I don't think they really explained what. The winners get other than maybe an own heart trophy or something. Yeah, I'm not sure what they get the winners, but there's a men's and a women's one. I knew obviously there was talk about this a while back. I heard about this a while back, and I just thought there was going to be like a, a short tournament. But yeah, it's a men's one and a women's one. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a really good video package. Um, yeah, it really, was really good. Um, you know, Owen Hart's one of the. Um, it's, it sounds like it's going to be a, a while away yet because they said the the final is going to be at double or nothing in May. So I don't think we're going to get. Yeah, well, it depends how yet. long how long they. I mean, this TBS tournament's been going on a couple of months now. That's very so true. And we'll segue it, it, onto it, that in a minute. Yeah, we will. Yeah, um, but do you have any early ideas of who could win at Owen Hart Cup? I mean, I don't. I'm just coming out of this uh, until we completely. see the the brackets. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a clue. Mm, to interesting to see how they do this. Whether they, you know, give it to someone to. I honor think Owen they should Hart's give it to someone legacy. like a, a, an up and comer or something, rather than a. Yeah, I was know. trying to think of people I know. Like I know, um, FTR are big Hart fans. Someone like um, Brian Pillman Jr. would make sense. Yeah, because of his dad's kind of involvement with the Hearts and stuff. I think um, so. Someone like that could make sense. Um, I'm, I'm not sure to be honest. He was just the first name that came to my head. Yeah, it, it was just interesting coming up, but um, we can segue on to the TBS tournament, which I mentioned briefly. Yes, so we got the match here between the semi-finals. This is finally coming to the conclusion. It feels like it's gone on a long time this tournament because they're it has they're gone spreading on spreading the match out matches out almost a little bit too much. I think. Um, yeah, you can't forget Rose, about them. Yeah, I forget. I forget they're happening. I forget the brackets because I, I was like, who's on the other semis? Because I haven't seen him in so mm. long. Um, but um, yeah, Nyla Rose and uh, Ruby Soho. Um, quite a slow p- paced match. A lot of interference from Vicky. I, one thing I did want to mention was right at the start of the match when Nyla's doing her entrance, there's a guy on the front row with a with a, a crowd sign that was highly offensive towards Nyla Rose. The guy got escorted out of the building and chucked out. But we've said it before um, on our podcast when that guy attacked Seth and our own experience of being at a WWE live show when we saw someone get kicked out and a couple of the signs there as well. Yeah. Don't be a dick at a wrestling show. Um, yeah, why, why would you turn up with a sign to offend someone? I just don't understand it. it. It's just ridiculous. Um, and, and Nyla reacted to it brilliantly by put, putting the middle finger up um, and just getting on with it. 
but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, just don't, just no need for it whatsoever. The match itself, though, um, was okay. Um, yeah, I, I one enjoyed thing it. I did like was the the finish actually. Um, she kicked her, Ruby yeah. kicked her, Vicky in the faces here as well, which was quite interesting. But I really liked the finish because it was like um, it came kind of out of nowhere. She like, and pulled she off the top rope, didn't she? Into yeah, her, pulled off into the top a riot rope kick. Into the riot kick. Called. I don't think she calls it that anymore. It's but Soho kick, I don't know. Yeah, whatever it's <laughs> called. It yeah. used to be called the riot kick. But yeah, really, I thought it was just kind of come out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it. Um, like the finish. Match was okay. Not and well to say. Definitely, but. definitely the uh, right winner. I think as well. I, I think th- it is. I don't think Nyla win needs. Nyla's had the the main title twice already. Um, yeah. yeah, or at least once. I think she had it twice though. Yeah, and I I don't know who the other semi I don't know who's going to win. So the other se- the other semi is Thunder Rosa v Jade Cargill. Yeah, so I, I have no idea who's. Going I actually it. my prediction is Jade Cargill wins that, and Thunder Rosa will go on to face Britt Baker down the line. Um, and I think we get a Jade Cargill Ruby Soho final, and I don't know who wins from there. Honestly, I don't. They can give it to either of them. Mm, I'm not. I'm not really not sure. I think my prediction would be Jade right now if I'm. But it's very, it's very hard to tell. I mean, Jade could easily lose to Thunder Rosa in the semi, so it's, um, it's hard yeah. to tell. I just think Thunder Rosa is higher up the card than the mid, middle of the card title. Although we don't know how, how I just, you know, if it's if it's used the same way as the TNT title, then actually it's it's a good thing to have the belt because yeah, because TNT champs have been booked strong, and look at the people that have had it. They, yeah, you know, it's, Cody, it's top guys, um, Brody Lee. Miro, Sammy Guevara. I'm probably missing somebody, but yeah, you know, yeah, I'm all sure good. Someone else in there. Yeah. Good, uh, good names. Um, one thing I did want to mention as well was Dan Lambert was back. Um, and yeah. I just there was one bit of this promo. I mean, it was kind of just this normal spiel, you know. Um, yeah. But one bit I loved about this promo, and I thought was very funny and true, was he was talking about Cody, and he said, "I, you know, I've, they've given me the impossible task of getting Cody cheered." Because he's the one, he's more of a dick than I am. Yeah. Um, no, that was and I, I just thought that was a brilliant line from him. Um, and it, yeah, I just thought that was really, really good. His promos make me, I, I listen to every word intently when he speaks. Yeah, um, he is really good. I mean, I don't really know where this goes because it's not really clear what he, he wants one of the two guys to get a team. Well, I, th- I think they're going to cost Cody the, the match. Yeah. Um, whether that lead then leads to Cody and sort of the nightmare family, like Cody and Dustin. Cody, Cody's got to turn hill. Cody and he Dustin has feuding to. with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I don't know. I just don't think Cody feuding with like proper hills makes any sense right now. Cody, I, I, I think, and I still think this Christmas Day match is where Cody turns hill. I think Cody does something. Treacherous. Maybe um, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think he wins the belt. He might win the belt. I don't know, but maybe he does something treacherous to win it, or he turns after the defeat. Maybe, maybe he turns and teams up with America's top team. The, the Dan yeah, that, those guys. I don't know, but um, yes. And maybe actually, maybe that's maybe, maybe that'll be my prediction. Maybe well, we got on up. rampage. We got the the promo between Lambert and Cody, and and. Dustin came out and helped him, which made yeah. me think that maybe we're going to get Dustin involved in this feud as well. Um, I've not really got anything else from Dynamite. Have you got anything from Rampage you want to talk about? Because I've just sort of no. I mean, the only um, note I had on Rampage was we kicked off with an eight-man tag. I think we ended with an eight-man or a six-man. Yeah, there's a lot of multi-people, and it's just some of these multi-man tags just kind of. They're all fun matches. 
But yeah, they're just kind they're of overdone in AW. A bit yeah. overdone. It's, it's like, especially, it's not so much the first one because that was um like the best friends v. Um, I can't remember. It was like Young Bucks, Cole, and uh, Bobby Fish versus Beth, best friends of Rocky Romero. Yeah, so yeah, so that kind of makes sense as yeah. there. But I think this last one was like a mixture of teams, it was like the acclaimed and yeah, it was very, it was very and someone, and it's all just a bit, um, yeah, a bit all over the place. So I, I just don't like mixing together teams for the sake of it. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that, really. I just um, don't think it ever really develops storyline, or I'd rather just see a normal tag match than an eight man, personally. But that's the only thing I had from Rampage. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have a lot else. Shall we move on to, um, there was Smack a cool Malachi. Down. I just we could okay. just mention Malachi Black briefly and just how awesome he is. Um, yeah, just I think that was probably the only other thing from Dynamite worth mentioning. I always always love his entrance. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. And and I loved it. When one by a submission here. His off- offense is just so cool. Yeah, and then um, what's his name coming to the ring? Uh, Pillman. Right. He just Brian Pillman. He, he just, just took him out. Yeah, just, so, I just love it. So quick. Such a quick I can watch Malachi Black all day. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. Um, SmackDown. Malachi Black sold stomping ground. Right, there's a lot. There's a lot of good and bad stuff. I think to talk about more bad than probably good here. To be fair, but there's a few major talking points from SmackDown. Um, let's start with the positive. Yeah. Um, the major positive I thought was the ending to the show was excellent, and that's actually getting my top mark of the week. Um, really, really enjoyed this segment. It kind of saved the show from being a p- poor show to an average show. I would say if this wasn't here, it would have been a really poor show. Um, yeah. I agree but brilliantly sort of built up throughout the night. Paul Heyman waiting. Brock arrives first. They have a little bit of a segment backstage. But then they come down to the ring. Um, it's after the, the New Day Usos match, which we'll get to. But um, Roman comes down. He has a go at the Usos for losing. Um, but they always lose. So there's nothing new there, really. Yeah. I mentioned that last week that they lose too much. Um and they, but he says, you know, it's okay because you're family. And then he turns to Paul Heyman and he goes, but you're not family. Um, hugs him. Yeah. Tells him he loves him. And then gives him a Superman punch um, and yeah. fires him. Um, he did, yeah, he did fire him before. Um, yeah, so I, I think Roman played this perfectly. Again, he's just so good that his, his, his character's absolutely down to a T. And he, he uses it so well, like... Again, you talked about Dan Lambert a minute ago. Every time Roman Reigns moves, I can't not stare at him because I'm just so intrigued by what he's going to do. Every, every movement, every word, and like he, like I say, he is—he isn't shouting; he's just whispering stuff. Yeah, I love like, the way he he delivers his promos because a lot of people get very fired up, but he's just so calm and like to yeah, the point. He's it's so brilliant. like. Yeah. You know, it's very, very good. He's so evil as well. He is really evil, but like not, not obviously evil. He's it's just, manipulative he's just, is the word. Yeah, he's really um, clever with how, with how he does it. Yeah. And and this was brilliant. And, you know, it's been building for a while, this Roman, Brock, Heyman thing. And this has sort of added a real new thing to it now with Paul Heyman finally getting mm-hmm. fired. You feel like it's been coming with this, him, Roman not trusting him for ages. Um, but what I loved afterwards as well was... Um, you know, Roman thanks him for his services to his family because he's Paul Heyman's worked with Roman's family for years and years and years. Um, hits him with that Superman punch, and he goes to do the concerto, which was interesting. Puts him on a chair, yeah. goes to goes to hit him on the with the chair, and then you get babyface badass Brock, which I'm loving babyface Brock um, oh, as well I, in yeah. this role. I, I never thought I'd like Brock. him like this, but he comes out, 
awesome F5s to the Usos on the outside. My God, did he throw those guys around? Yeah. Jesus Christ. The Usos sold that as well. Oh, really, oh my really God, well. that that is like borderline uh, like <laughs> assault. <laughs> assault, yeah. Uh. It, it was really well done. And then, so he gets into the ring. And I, I, I thought at first Reigns was going to get the better of him here because Reigns hits him three times with a chair, but he just gets up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and hits, a, a, I think, two F5s on Roman. Crowd was so into it. They were going mental by the end. Um, but I just thought this was a perfect way to end the show and otherwise poor show, but left me feeling good, good about SmackDown purely because of the ending. But when you dive into the whole show, it wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, I just want to say you, you missed out a, a Paul Heyman line where he said, um, I'm not protecting... Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm not protecting a, Brock from you. I'm protecting you from Brock. That was an important, very, line because, very good line in there, and it showed it at the end. And the commentators as well. I think it was Pat McAfee actually yeah. said maybe Paul Paul Heyman had a point after all. Kind of, yeah. I don't think he said those exact words, but something to that to that effect. And that leaves you thinking maybe he was. You know, maybe there was a reason, Paul. And it was it was quite well done. Um, yeah, that was because um, you think maybe well, maybe Brock was just uh, Paul was just being smart. And you know, I've seen a lot of speculation about. Is this a swerve as well? Has Roman really fired Paul? Or is this, you know, are we going to get a day one? Paul Heyman's not going to be there on Roman's corner, but then he's going to cost Brock the match and it's all going to be a ruse kind of thing. Wouldn't yeah. surprise me either way. I'm, I'm really tall on this. I don't know which way this goes now. That's, that's probably where you want to be as a fan. You don't yeah. want to know where it's going to go. Exactly. That's why I, I think it's a pretty I, good story. I don't know how Paul Heyman and Brock together work as a face no, I think Brock on his own being as badass as a face is brilliant. So you have Paul Heyman with him. All of a sudden, I just think it, it will go back to how it was. I actually sure. don't think either of them need Paul in in a sense. I mean, Roman doesn't need him for his promos. We've just you know we talked about yeah, 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 Roman. Yeah. He adds to it. Paul adds to it brilliantly. Yeah, um, obviously Paul and Brock in the past has been amazing, but we don't need that old style. My name is Paul Heyman. Well, and again, have, we don't need that now. We've we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Brock can cut a promo. Yeah, yeah he can. can. We, 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 we didn't see it for ages, but he definitely can. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with Paul Heyman because I would rather, right, the, the Paul kind of gets involved in this feud. It ends how it ends. We get the end of Roman Brock, but then maybe Paul comes back with somebody completely different. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing who actually needs him. Um, I don't know who that person is. Um, but yeah, that would that could be you know, something maybe for the future to build up another new star. Because Paul Heyman's worked with a lot of people in the past and it's tried to get them over it. Sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. Um, yeah. I was watching a pay-per-view yesterday, actually, with uh, Curtis Axel with Paul Heyman. Um, yeah. You know, that didn't ever get to the... I mean, he was intercontinental champion, but it never yeah. got to that level. But, you, you know, you could put him with someone new. He also, he also managed Cesaro, didn't he? Once? Cesaro, yeah. CM Punk at one point. Well, yeah, um, no, obviously I was just, that was good. Well, while you were talking, about, I was just thinking maybe again we'll get to it a bit in a bit, but there was a bit of tension between Lashley and MVP. Could he manage Lashley? Yeah, and Lashley win the know, Rumble and go on to face Roman or Brock in a triple threat or something. I don't exactly, know. Yeah, you could, there's loads of things you could do with this to make it because 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 Lashley's not a great promo. He's not bad, but I think he's improved a lot. I think Heyman would help Lashley mm. personally. But then what do you do with MVP? That's the only problem. It's a bit. Yeah, you I, know. Don't know. I don't know. We didn't move MVP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the only problem. Maybe it gets a bit messy. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, overall, I thought this segment was excellent. And um, the, by a mile, the best thing on SmackDown. By a yeah. mile. 100% agree. Um, it, it just, just does link into it. 
But what I think maybe is the worst part of SmackDown was we had the Usos be the New Day, which was the match before this segment, um, mm. which is my skid mark of the week. And it's not even um, anything against Usos and the New Day in particular, because we know they're going to have good matches, but it's just the um, lack of creative creativity. But on, it's just, we, we had this last week. We've got this at day one. Is there not something else they can do other than just Usos v New Day um, week after week? It just seems, and this is... With the history of the two teams over yeah, the years as well. Yeah, they've wrestled a lot. We know what they can do. And like even a singles variation of like Jey Uso v Kofi. And I, again, I'm sure we've seen that loads as well. But, you know, you can easily do... Because all four of these wrestlers can wrestle single. We've seen it in the last... Um, oh, yeah, massively. ...year or so, a couple of years with um, Jay as well. So... Yeah, I just think it's it's lazy. And this isn't necessarily even limited to just this match. This this match was really where um I, I skidded because we had also Naomi V. Shayna on the show. Um we had um again going to Raw, but everyone's Bel Air do drop again. Um just like so and there's there's loads of examples if if I go through the whole shows, but just this lack of um ideas with um especially around titles and tag titles in particular, probably is just that it kind of, you know, makes you less, I'm I'm now less invested in the title match because I've just seen it. I've just seen the title. I've just seen the match on SmackDown. And what's frustrating is actually using other tag teams, but they're putting them in the same matches as well against each other. Yeah. Alpha Academy are being booked quite, I don't know, I should think that's all right. Yeah. You've got, you had the Viking Raiders, which, that who won. They, you have lost the Farios, you have um, Jinder and, Shanky, you have, I mean, Nakamura and Books are kind of a tag team. You've got Madcap Moss yeah. and Baron Corbin. You can have any of them face the New Day. Yeah. Or the Usos, you know, and, and do something different and do a different match. But no, it is the same thing. And we've seen this, I mean, we've seen this feud a lot over the years anyway. So if you're going to do this feud, you have to make it good to, to get it interesting. Because this yeah. is the weakest version they've ever done of this feud. Yeah, I, I think so. It, it feels like an afterthought, this feud. And one thing that is irritating as well is before, and this isn't Kofi's fault at all, by the way, but when Kofi was injured, King Woods felt kind of important. He won his he won his crown. Yeah, how, how quickly um, he's fallen, eh? But it's now it's just, oh, and the New Day tag team again. And the Usos is the same. You know, Jay had his own identity when Jimmy wasn't around. Now Jimmy's there and they're the tag team. Yeah, just and they're, a, just, they're just there. Well, that's the thing as well. They lose is... all the time. This, this WWE booking of the champs have to lose any match that's not a title match. They just have yeah. to lose. And it doesn't matter who they're against, they have to lose it. And I just don't understand that booking logic. Yeah, I know. You, 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 you had strong. it with Charlotte in this as well, in the show. Yeah, Charlotte um, got, got rolled which up. Which very rarely happens with Charlotte, but even it happens yeah. with Charlotte here. Um, we, we saw it in the Becky Liv build up. We saw it, um, I think that was an attack match as well. Liv pinned Becky. I think we saw it. Um, you just see it everywhere. Like Big E lost to Lashley last week. I don't think um, Liv did pin Becky, did she? In that one. Oh, did, she, did she pin someone else? I think she pinned like Tamina uh, or someone. Okay, I'm, I might be wrong. Right? I don't think yeah. Becky got pinned. They don't, yeah, got... they don't. They don't pin Becky. Nah, but just in general, you just see champions lose all the time. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, way too much. In AEW, when was the last time you saw Hangman got or Sammy Guevara get pinned or the Lucha Bros? Actually, they they actually lost to Revival. I mean, no, Britt Baker yeah. did. By vote, baby. Yeah, that we, that, that we was a rare. That, so we're that, fair. Yeah, you know? that, that was a rare one. That was like the only time I can think in AW. So it's just, um, it's just poor, poor, lazy booking. And it, mm. what, what it is, is they're so like worried about 
people turning over or whatever. Or like, so they just have to fill TV time with like, oh, this is a good wrestling match. It's the best we can offer. So we'll just put it on every week. We'll just put it on. It's the best we, best, best we can do. And um, kind of ignoring the storytelling side of wrestling, which is important, I think, because there's, there's been no story to do so as a new day, really. No, and there could um, be. There's so much well, history between the teams, like I said yeah, before. Just the story started with King Woods and Roman, which I was quite interested in. And then for like, you know, Woods got pushed back down into the tag division because Kofi came back and then Roman moves on to Brock and, then, and that was just a tag feud because why not? And it's almost like, honestly, that tag match at day one, it'll probably be good, but does anyone care who wins? Like, honestly, no. if, 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 New, if New Day are champs again, so what? If Uso's are champs, it doesn't make a difference. So it's, No, that's a the, shame about the, it. The, yeah, the tag belts are not important anymore at all. No, exactly. I think it's a very good skid mark. Um, my skid mark actually comes from the same show, so we can se- segue yeah, yeah, onto that if you want. Yeah, and then we've so got a positive one, rest of the show. Yeah, because actually there's one more segment from SmackDown I will talk about, which I did enjoy. So yeah. we will get to that. There's a couple of other segments we won't even probably mention. But um, my skid mark is the Happy Corbin segment, which I know you discussed as being yours as well, but we didn't well, want that, to This, could, this could have been mine, yeah. Yeah, this was <laughs> dreadful. Beyond, I mean, I saw, I think it was, who was it? It's a, it was a WWE Hall of Famer or somebody. I think it might have been DDP or someone called it the, the worst television segment in 25 years. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I've seen worse. I think Bobby Lash's sisters and stuff like that. But this was just boring. It's just boring. Well, it might be worse, but this is in the same bracket, though. This is in the same, it is, like, it is in the same. conversation. And the thing is, we haven't heard crowds turn for, for a while since crowds have come back so i think they're happy just to be back in wrestling shows we haven't heard crowds turn on a lot and yeah. they chanted cm punk here um yeah because it was in chicago this show this smackdown show and they were chanting cm punk during this and i was like here we go it, it is creeping back in now because they're putting piss poor segments in the middle of the show um and right in the middle of the show it was um just it's just Drew McIntyre does, deserves a lot better than being in this feud. He does. This whole, um, honestly, they need to get rid of this sword. It's ridiculous. The yeah. fact that someone can have a sword and like the whole logic of he got it stuck in the table and then they stole the table and what? They just brought it to the next show. They traveled with it on yeah. a plane over, like flew to the next Logically, it makes with no this sense. table, brought it into the ring. Like, it's just so stupid. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and, and I liked Baron Corbin being. Poor, poor man Baron Corbin. I didn't mind him as Happy Corbin for a little while. Happy Corbin was okay at the start. I was like, oh, this is it was new, but now, yeah, my god, it feels it feels old already. I want it to end like as soon as possible. It does. <laughs> and Madcap Moss isn't helping much either with his terrible no, jokes. I actually think a uh, they've got a problem with how they book Baron Corbin. They just can't help themselves. Like a lot of Baron Corbin stuff is either he's either over like yeah, we saw him four or five times in one night on, on, on a raw once so like he's either overbooked or he's doing stupid stuff like you can reel off the stupid things he's done remember the dog food stuff yeah with Roman that was Reigns? the first thing that comes to my mind like this guy he's a good wrestler he's a really really good heel like oh he's also like mjf level but he's probably as he's good a, a heel as wwe have heel. got yeah he's really good he's a really good wrestler he's a believable wrestler like I just don't a know why man. you'd yeah. have him in these stupid segments. I just don't get it. No, I don't. Or, like continuously, he's very rarely booked seriously. He can't. He can't get over the fans because all they do is put him in stupid. Yeah. They, they they give him crap gimmicks. They make him put. They either put him everywhere, and people are like, just get rid of him, or 
they just give him stupid stuff like this. They don't let him wrestle. I remember when he was in the King of the Ring tournament when he actually won the King yeah. uh, thing. He was wrestling that's, 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 and putting on really good matches on Raw every week he was for a period. Yeah. And I was like, why can't they just do this with him more often? You see well, the also, end of days and stuff. Yeah, when, when they... When they brought him in, he won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Then he won Money in the Bank and then didn't cash in. Um, mm. or failed, failed He's always been a bit in. of a nearly man as well, wasn't he? Yeah, like, so they, they clearly they clearly like him because they use him a lot. Um, and they put him against, again, he's against Drew Hears, against Roman before. They put him against big guys, guys they're invested in. So they clearly trust him a lot. But for some reason, they just can't help themselves with giving him stupid gimmicks. I don't yeah. know what it is. It's very frustrating. Like if he was taken seriously, my God, he could be, he, he honestly, he could be a world champion if he was taken, if he was booked seriously, I think. Cause I think he's that good a hill and I think he's that good a wrestler personally. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I know Krusty's the same. I know he's not here, but he's, he's a big Baron Corbin. Yeah. He, well. he likes it. I like, I like him. I think he's good. I just, I just think the way they book him is awful. Yeah. And, and this segment was probably the, this, this was like the eating dog food segment. It was like, Oh, this is too far now. Like this yeah. is stupid. <laughs> Yeah, it was turned off the telly bad. Um, the thing is, all, all it's going to lead to is Drew beating Baron Corbin in a match. That's all it's going to lead to. Like, yeah. it's well, like, it's, he's it's facing like, Riddick Moss, actually. Not Madcap Moss, sorry, at yeah. day one, which is completely pointless. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I'd rather him face Corbin than Moss. I mean, what is that all about? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's nonsense. So I'll get with the other positive from SmackDown quickly. Yeah. That's it. So I thought they had a really, it was nice to see actually SmackDown start with a match. Too often we don't get much wrestling on SmackDown. It was straight in here with a women's tag team match that was very good. And I thought it was really good. Really nice to see Shotzi. Uh, I haven't seen seen her for a while. And I thought it was really good to put Shotzi and um, Tony, both new, in a tag team match with established stars in Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair. I thought this worked really, really well, apart from the finish. We mentioned earlier the championship. Fairly predictable finish. Yeah, Champion the, getting rolled up by the challenger. I thought here, when I was watching it, I was thinking, I hope they have Tony pin Shotzi. That's what I would have done. Yeah. Because that you still build Tony, sense. who's the challenger. You don't pin the champion. Mm. I would have just had Shotzi. Yeah, all right, Shotzi loses again, but she's not the one you're currently pushing, right? You, you can rebuild Shotzi. But yeah, to have um, Tony roll up Charlotte, and it wasn't even like a, a proper finish. It was a roll up as well. Yeah. Um, really, really good match though. I thought they all yes. shone in it. No, it was um, really good actually. I, I've I've got and, and when Sasha was in the ring, it was amazing. <laughs> probably best match of the um, show. It was definitely again, yeah. It was it, the best it, match. It, it isn't massive bar to reach. No, it's not it, because it, the it, other matches go like two minutes. Yeah, this was really good. Yeah, <laughs> and it's um yeah, I think it's all been said really. It, it was, yes, I say my 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 main point from it was I was just glad to see Shotzi back because she was. When she turned heel, she was brilliant. That attack on Sasha, the promos, I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. And then just gone for a few weeks and she, and then Sasha went with, it was, she was involved in the Naomi feud for a couple of weeks. Mm. And they kind of just forgot, forgotten about. So I hope we do get a Shotzi Sasha proper match at like day one or something. I'd, I'd enjoy that. Because I think, I actually think Shotzi's, I'm a, I'm a lot higher on Shotzi than I am Tony Storm, put it that way. Um, in this mm, match. Interesting. I, I like both of them. I don't know who who I'd be higher on, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, well, I'd just go off the... Um, I think it's just the feud and uh, the pies and all that and helped in that. As, no, I know. I, I just think, think Tony the, um, in ring is really good. Really good. She is, yeah. No, in, in ring, there's not much between them. I think Shotzi's done a lot better on the mic than Tony has um, so far in the last few weeks. Um, 
Is there anything else? Uh, okay, I've got one other thing from SmackDown. This again, it's a bit negative, but um, yeah, Naomi Shayna again. I mentioned it a bit earlier. Just this storyline needs to finish. I'm, I'm, yeah. Again, I've, I've lost interest in this you know, now. We were, we were really praising this storyline at the start, and now they've just booked it into the ground. Like, yeah, terrible get... finishes every week. And it's not like it's, uh, oh, it's, a, it's freshened up. Every week it's exactly the same. She thinks she's going to fight Sonya or something, and then Sonya says, oh, no, you're fighting Shayna. And it's always Shayna. And the matches and the go like is, a minute. Yeah, Shayna well. doesn't, like, destroy her either. Like, Naomi will just roll up Shayna. I can't remember how this much. I didn't finish. I, I think it was a roll-up. Yeah, it probably was a roll-up by Naomi on Shayna. Oh, yeah, no, she pinned her down. Yeah, she kind of pinned her down. It was kind of like a roll-up. But um, Yeah. Yeah, because they attacked her first, rang the bell, and then you thought Shayna was going to attack, like, beat her up. But Naomi reversed it into, like, a pin and just pinned her straight away yeah. it was very, very i just feel like we've, we've we've seen the same match and segment for like six weeks in a row i just yeah, again, yeah. Like, like you say it's new day it's probably a link it's probably a joint good mark between this and that match i just don't know why. yeah it, it was it was pretty bad um shame and, and where was Zaylee? Uh, she, she came out last week looked really good and then well i here. think she's just going to be putting a few by, by what we got on this show i think we're getting her in a few with natalia because uh, natalia cut a promo once like it although Zaylee did like kick Sonia Deville last week. He was like, what, oh, I, mean, I think we'll get we'll get a tag match. We'll get um Naomi and Zaya versus Shayna and Natalia, and then we'll get Naya versus Natalia in a singles match. We'll we'll get variations of that feud. I yeah, think. yeah, probably. Um I just um, thought I'd have liked to have seen it. It wouldn't surprise me if on SmackDown tomorrow we get not uh Zaya Lee and Natalia. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, Which is a fine first feud, by the way, for Zaylee, because Natalia loses nothing from just getting beat. You know yeah, I mean? and, and it's, it's it's a good workhorse in ring that she yeah. can look good against. And That's a credible totally, person to beat. So, yeah, to, as totally long as she wins. That. As long as she wins. Oh, yeah, of course, if she wins by roll-up or loses or something, then, then we, Skidmark might be coming back out for that. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all I've got from SmackDown, really. Yeah, there's a couple of other segments, but they're not really worth talking about, to be honest. No. Let's move on to Raw. And, again, we'll kick off with the main event because this was... The best thing on the show, I think. Um, Lashley and Biggie, the Owens and Seth in a tag match. Um, two points here. Owen and Seth loved them together. Like they've become, been become, become in friends. In this last couple of weeks, they've been all brilliant. of a sudden. Hug at the it. end. I loved it. Yeah, and I, I've I've actually enjoyed the storyline between these two, where Seth like outed Owens has been a liar, and then Owens turned heel to back of that, and they've been against each other, but both been heels. And now over time, they've, they've um, kind of realised they're similar, become friends. They? They're like, yeah. hang on, we're actually quite the same. Should we yeah. be best friends? <laughs> That's what it feels like. It's I, do, I, I, I do, I do like it. Um, and they're both brilliantly charismatic and amazing wrestlers. So yeah. And then actually, uh, contrary to what I said earlier about Lashley and Heyman, but is is Lashley turning face? It seems that way to me. Yeah, he he, he seems very face on this show, in my opinion. Yeah, because he wasn't happy with MVP. Yeah, that was that MVP bit was weird where he was like, Oh, you said you, you'd fight him. Why don't you fight him now? I was like, Well, all right, Lashley. Because MVP was, yeah, but I don't know. It's weird. It was a bit weird. That first segment was a bit odd, I thought. Yeah. They opened the show as well. Um, yeah. This all stuff. Um, so Lashley and MVP kicked off the show. Biggie come out and Biggie took a dig at them for using the cane in the finish last week which is fair enough um and I, a bit, couple of lines made me laugh actually in this opening promo so you had um he made a line about biggie made a line about bobby's sisters um, yeah he did like, yeah. i know you've got sisters or something like that <laughs> and then lashley called him literally because compared to him he's quite small yeah um but yeah so then that led to this tag match obviously because um rollins and owens tried to beat them up 
but Lashley saved Big E, which was where you're coming from, I think, on the the face thing. And obviously he tagged yeah. with Big E. At well, the end. even that opening promo, I don't know. I just felt like Lashley was a bit more face than he is. He wasn't exactly like the biggest baby face in the world, but he wasn't like as treacherous as he's been. Like just no. think about Lashley this whole week. Like the whole thing of MVP. I thought, well, why is he turned on MVP all of a sudden? That's that's felt a bit weird. And um, mm. yeah, and then I think even in the match, like he played the match as a proper face. I felt like he wrestled as a face. Maybe I was just looking at it through through different, you know, like different glasses or whatever. But he, he just seemed different this week, Lashley, to me. Yeah, he he did definitely did. But the match itself was um, again really good. Like you said, between the 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 four guys. Yeah, I mean, we we just saying about SmackDown's lack of invention again. I know these four have all fought each other, but this is a new, fresh way of using these four people together. Yeah. Like, Lashley and Biggie as a tag team is really odd. And, like, the story is developing. The story, that's what I like. And, you know, I say, you know, the the SmackDown main event is developing as well, so it's not necessarily a main event problem on SmackDown, but just, again, just, it's all developing well. The story's you know, Owens and Seth have got something going on. Biggie and Lashley got something going on, and I guess yeah. they're, they're still the who's going to win. Uh, um, yeah, because I, I don't think it's obvious. They like won we've said before. Well, we we did do a poll on Twitter. All right. About this, um, about who's coming out on top of day one. Well, we said who's coming out as champion, um, with the four options, and Seth came last with eleven percent. Mm. Lashley fourteen, Kevin Owens nineteen. But Biggie, fifty-six percent, so over half yeah. the people. It's quite interesting Biggie that um, Lashley got more votes than Seth. Um, I yeah, do and agree with Kev- um, Kevin Owens come second as well. I do agree with Jack's comment that he left on that, and that was about um, the belts probably not changing before yeah. Mania. I can see. I, I personally, I voted for Biggie because I, I personally think the same. Um, I think if not Biggie, then I think Lashley personally. <laughs> if not Biggie, I would say KO. Yeah, well, this, that's the thing. I think, and I think there's a but, case for Seth, Seth. If Seth was champ, it'd be no. All four um, of these people could be champ going into Mania. By the way, they're all good enough. To yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. The only thing that confused me actually about this match was the ending. Did you did you sort of notice how odd it was? No, I haven't got. So any the ending was good, but I thought I've put on my notes was this a botch? Because, um, so Lashley accidentally spears, um, Biggie because Seth oh, yeah. leapfrogs it. Then Lashley hits a spear on KO and pins him but the camera shows Rollins is in the ring and I thought he was going to break up the pin at two mm. but he just doesn't get there and I thought did they mean to do that because it looked like Rollins should have got there from the where the camera they shouldn't have shot I think it was just the camera work showing yeah. Rollins but it looked like Rollins could get there <laughs> um and he got there just too late um but I think it was done by design. I don't think it was a botch. I'm not. It just looked a bit funny to me. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have that written down actually, so it, it didn't stand out to me as a botch. No. Should we move on to um, something else on the show? Let's talk about AJ and Imos. Yeah. So they they finally split. Um, I think yeah. it's been coming for a while. I think I've been mentioning. And I'm it. glad to see. I think um, I remember mentioning this them splitting maybe in the Saudi show. Um, yeah, that was way back, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've I've been up for this for a while. Um, but again, I worry about Omos on his own. Although, mm. are we getting Omos on his own? Or are we getting Omos with the Miz, maybe? Because he confided in the Miz. And you can imagine him... I hadn't thought about the Miz. that. You can imagine him being like... Like, the Miz could just take over AJ Styles' role. Easily. Like, and maybe even do it better, I, I potentially, in that kind of role as being like the mouthy small guy with yeah. big, big... 
body guard I, I, I don't want to see it feel like it's just been repeated i personally don't want to see that but yeah i, I it just could, it could happen though it depends how into omos are because i don't think he's good enough on his own i think he'll get i think I, well i i uh, say i fear he will get found out very quickly on his own just because of, we, he hasn't shown it in will be interesting next week because we've got a match we've got a singles match booked for next week whether it yeah. happens or not i don't I, think I, I don't think that match i think we get match at day one i i think this match next week is just it, it might happen but maybe aj walks out and runs away um you know we've seen weird stuff of amos where like I can't work out who's the hell and face. who's the face in this. Thing. Well, that was the other note I had. Who, who the hell was the face? Because there? to me, Omos was acting very heelish to talking to the Miz, and then he doesn't tag in. He costs AJ the match. I would rather AJ turn face if I had to choose one. I think I would as well because I like. I don't know what Omos can do as a. He, he's not an underdog baby face. He's too big for that. Like you can't. Mm. Um, yes, he can be like a destructive sort of like Braun Strowman style chaos baby face but i don't know if he's we haven't seen anything enough of him to know that if he can do that or not um so it's yeah it's an odd one yeah i like the fact they've broken up finally anyway. yeah me too oh, <laughs> um goodness. it's been a long time coming got a roll up finishing this match as well obviously ray, ray rolling up aj for the win after almost doesn't tag in um yeah well i guess this kind of um links into everything with Ms. Maurice and Edge. Yes, yeah, it does because obviously um, AJ and Amos were on Ms. TV. That's where it comes from. Yeah, and Maurice playing Edge um, in Cutting Edge, which we haven't seen for a while, have we? Um, no. And and what I liked about this actually was Edge wasn't just being a stupid face where he didn't see it coming. He was like, "I know what you're doing." He's like, "Wait, well, he was, he was like, where's the Miz?" And the Miz came out. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, that was him. better. Though he still. Got beaten up in the he end, did sort of beaten up, but at least I hate it when it's such an it's so obvious yeah. to everyone apart from the guy in the ring. And yeah, it, yeah. and Edge, was... Edge Edge is too good to not. And I think this. this is absolutely certainly now leading to Beth Phoenix coming next. Well, week. that is my note. I was like, where was Beth Phoenix? Where she, was she? They mentioned her in the promo as well. Yeah, he mentions she, she is definitely he, involved. Edge mentioned her subtly about some country music album, which Beth's just released, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, they Maurice actually mentioned her. And and I think Edge replied and said her name as well. So she's been mentioned in the feud. She's still with WWE. She's not on NXT commentary. She's got to be there. And obviously, after how the segment went, Maurice tricking Edge. Um, yeah. And Maurice getting involved. I think you've got to have Beth Phoenix there next week. You've got to. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I will say is Miz and Maurice the Edge and Beth Phoenix feels like a WrestleMania match. Like that feels like where that match would take place, but it's it's too long to prolong this storyline to that point. I want to, I want Edge to be in something slightly better than that for Mania, personally though. Yeah, no, so do I. I'm not saying that's I what want I him want. to be a face like AJ or Balor or Owens or someone like that. Not, yeah. not a mixed tag. <laughs> yeah, no offense to Miz and Maurice, but it's not. I know it's a it's a big sort of marquee match in a sense, but it won't be the best match in the world, will it? No. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I think that's coming. I think yeah. I think we can do it at the Rumble. I think you could do it day one. You do the singles match. You could do that at the Rumble, and then maybe you can do put the, all of them in the Rumble. You can have Beth Phoenix and Maurice in the women's Rumble. You can put yeah. Edge and Miz, and you, they can eliminate each other from the Rumble or whatever. But yeah, yeah don't go to Mania. Don't go to Mania. No, um, yeah, Mania is too long. Uh, especially I, I see especially like, where we're at now, we're too far into the storyline. I want to see something like KO be Edge or Styles for Edge. For yeah, me, yeah, personally, I yeah. think those would be the best options. 
Yeah, Edge, Edge doing anything. Yeah. Sing, any Singularly with feud. one of the top stars that he hasn't feuded with already would yeah. be would be perfect. Yeah. Um, other stuff on this show I've got notes on. I've got a note, um, not so much on the match, but just a KOD from Bel Air on Dewdrop was amazing. Um, yeah. It, again, was this the first match tonight, I think? Um, yeah, I think, just it, after I think it was. Um, the match itself was okay. Um bit slow we've this thing is we've had it three weeks in a row i think now yeah so and and, and, of, they, and they've teased this okay it's like this kd's come out of nowhere they've, they've teased been this. building it up for three matches yeah so i think does, you could have done maybe good. one less than that not I, if they'd have not done the the double the, the count out finish in the first match yeah or or just skip the middle match where she pinned her but didn't do the match then this would have been better but oh. still an amazing spot got to yeah. say it, the spot on its own is incredible. Yeah, because she walked uh, from the turnbuckle to the middle of the ring as well. It's like she yeah. has to walk her on her back. It's, it's some strength from Bella. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's not a surprise at all. I no, expected she, her to be able to do it. She's but... lifted Otis before. I remember doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that a rumble or something? Or No, yeah, yeah. It was... I think it was at a rumble because I think that's, that's when Otis was with Mandy and he like saved Mandy or something. I can't like, remember. Or yeah. it might, might be on like a SmackDown or a Raw. I think it was on Raw, but in a build up to um, a feud, some, some sort of feud. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that that was awesome. Um, great stuff. Yeah, loved it. Um, what else so, more have you got? So there was uh, obviously Ballo and um, Austin Theory had a really good match. Thought Theory looked excellent here in defeat. Yeah. Um, he there was a move he did. I can't remember what it was called because um, I'm not I'm not that guy. I'm not the moves guy really. Um, but he was in the corner and he did like a flippy sunset flip type move. Um, that looked mm. awesome um, from Fury. Yeah. Um, and I was actually pleased with the finish because Bala kept losing. I've been moaning about the my skid mark. Was it my skid mark last week or was it in consideration? Was Bala's like booking on Raw? Yeah, I don't I think it was he- your skid mark, but I think you did. It yeah. was like your second or something. Yeah. Um, but Bala here gets the win, um, which I don't mind. I, I think the feud is going to continue anyway. So I don't mind Bala, Bala winning the first match. Well, it is because um, Fury went to Vince yeah. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got he some him we got some backstage. dicey comments from Vince, didn't we? Oh yeah, we got to mention them. I forgot about that. Segment. Um this could have <laughs> been skid, mention that. This could have been Skidmark Worthy as well, but yeah, Vince it, this was a bit he stupid. just loves firing people, especially around Christmas Christmas time, gives him a warm feeling in his stomach. It was a bit tone what the word for it is tone deaf. Um yeah, well, when you've released is, that many people this year and then he knows he knows what he's doing, but my god, he's he's not coming across like I, I don't know what he's trying to do, but just it's no. Yeah, he, I think he knew what he was doing, and he he was just sort of playing into it, which is fine. But you know that's going to get a lot of heat online. Oh, imagine, imagine, imagine if you want to piss people off. Imagine if you wanted to release wrestlers watching that, you'd be like, "Fuck off, mate!" Like, come on, yeah, like, you can't say that, that. That's the issue with it. it. If it affected you directly, then it's going to be a it's going to sting a little bit, isn't it? Um, yeah, no, it is. You know, uh, it was very. Uh, a bit silly, really, that. Um, but Austin Theory is continually getting segments of Vince McMahon. He's the only person to be getting segments of Vince. Yeah. And he's looking good in ring, and he's fighting a decent person in Bala. So, in my yeah, opinion, there. the sky's the limit for Theory right now. He seems yeah. to be the guy on the up, on, on Raw. The, yeah, like, and he's very young still. Like It's good for them to put somebody who they obviously see something in the future. I mean, we might say this, and next year he might be bloody gone from the company. You never know what happens. Yeah. But at the moment, it's looking promising that they're building a, a genuine young superstar 
that they have obviously see something in, which is good because I think he's he's got the potential to to be one of the top stars for them for years. Yeah, um, and I, I know he's still a bit stupid, but I like his characters a lot more serious than it was in the way. Like yeah. you know, I was a massive fan of the way, but he was a bit too he was a bit too stupid in the way. Like his character was too it was portrayed too dumb I thought it was a bit too much yeah so I, I think he looks a lot better now um yeah I'm just looking forward to seeing what he does every week yeah me too um, one, one of my favorite things on raw actually theory um, yeah the other note I've got is Liv Morgan um, I've got a couple of other things yeah Liv, let's talk about Liv her promo was good um not great I, uh, I wasn't massively it, into it, this I, I think it again it just felt like a bit weak compared to how she was portrayed last week um it's hard to follow up how good her promo what did you make of the video thing they did because a lot of that got um, a lot of criticism yeah don't like it at all it's it's way too um it's like a cinematic attack it's the just, way they filmed it didn't work yeah it um that sort of thing only works if it's like i like the idea but the execution wasn't very good i think yeah, the the filming of it, it was like a cinematic type thing, and it, it just didn't work. Like, it didn't you, make any sense either. Really, you, you, no one would watch that video and think, "Oh, that that's that's a fair that, that's what actually happened." Whereas sometimes you see these attacks from like a camera phone or you know like a, and it looks real. This did not look real at all. This looked completely staged and fake, and yeah, just didn't work for me at all. Yeah, um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't great, and I didn't think her promo was a lot of good either, personally. Um, I did like the end of it where um, she threw the kendo stick out to Becky. So he's like, come on then. Like, yeah, you know, showed some, showed some real like courage in the character. And then Becky was like, you know, I've got a private jet to catch. I'll be out of here. Yeah. Um, I liked the, the end of it, but I didn't think the promo was great. Um, no, again, it made, it made better, better live look a bit heelish. I thought actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm really on a roller coaster ride with Liv Morgan at the moment. Cause I went from thinking, she had no chance of winning the belt. Uh, I thought she was going to win it. Was it last week? Or, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, the match. A couple yeah, weeks ago. Whenever it was. And now I've gone back to thinking she has no chance again because I just think the way she's being portrayed again is she's just gone back, not quite to the level she was before, but she, she does not feel like a credible challenger right now. And I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just me personally. I just... I want a roller coaster ride with Liv Morgan. She'll probably come out next week and have an amazing promo. And I think she'll, I think she's going to win again. But yeah, it's it's what, odd. It's odd. Right now, I think she has no chance of beating Becky Lynch at day one. Whereas yeah. if you asked me this last week, I think I'd have predicted her to win. So who knows? So one more thing from Raw um, that I definitely wanted to talk about was Damien Priest and uh, Dolph Ziggler. Um, yep. Good and bad to this. Um, the match was good, as I knew it would be. And I was excited for this, but. What I didn't get is why they did... Priest has never done contenders matches. He's just done open challenge. And, it, like, Robert Roode faced him for the title. Yeah. Yeah, Ziggler had to beat him to get a match for next week, which they're doing next week, not at day one as well. I'd rather see it at day one. Yeah. Um. So th- that all made no sense. And the finish here as well was Priest beating Robert Roode up and then forgetting the, the count out and getting counted yeah. out. So Roode only... Ziggler only won by um, count out. I get... I'm glad they didn't pin the champion again here, obviously. Yeah, that is. A, but yeah. I would have just not done a contenders match. Just the match was already set up in my eyes a couple of weeks ago when yeah. Ziggler attacked um, Priest after the rude match. They could have just said, this is for the United States Championship and done the match there and then. Or 
done it at day one. They didn't need this contenders match in the middle, although the wrestling itself was good as yeah. expected between two great wrestlers, really. Yeah, no, I agree. I, th- I think the reason is just because they need to take up TV time. They, yeah. just, they just need TV time. They, they didn't know this, what else they, to do. And, th- this is a good way yeah. to, to use half an hour one week or 20 minutes one week or how long it was, 15 probably. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's it. Unfortunately, they just throw stuff out there and they prolong, add an extra step into a storyline which doesn't need to be added in um, no. sometimes just for the sake of, like, you know, I, the, go back to it, Uso's New Day. That didn't, need to, that didn't need to be on the show. On no, it didn't. No. But they, they had to add it in just to take up some time because um, mm. the, their roster's so small when they just don't have... Oh, I say it's so small... They could. I did list some tag teams earlier and they could have all f- both faced. Yeah. So they could have done it. They could have done. But, you know, there was no street profits on Raw this week. I think um, Montez is injured because they were going to do that. Um, oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, because they were going to do the. Oh, um, yeah, DMRK Broneman. RK Broneman, which I think is taking it? place next week now. But I think there was a small injury. I think it was Montez Ford had a small injury, which meant they didn't you know, to delay it a couple of weeks. Um, it was one, one of the street profits did. Yeah, I still didn't get why Otis and Gable didn't win that tournament because no, they're, actually, they're, they're, that they're the guys feuding with them. Um, yeah, they're RK feuding Bro. with them. And I thought yeah. they had a short match here on a Gable, but it was very good for what it was. Uh, like, Gable's really good in ring. Yeah, and, and, and they sold that RKO like so perfectly. Mm. It, was, it was very, very good. And we um, get Orton Otis next week as well. It should be quite yeah. good because Otis... I'm enjoying that feud, but it's weird because yeah. there's a tournament for the title feud whilst this is going on. It's kind and of weird. They they could have easily won that title tournament. I don't know why they didn't. It's a no, weird I, one I, I for them to lose. I think Alpha Academy having their titles would be quite good, actually. Yeah. Oh, uh, not necessarily they should be at RK Bro, but at some point, I wouldn't mind seeing them have the belts. Yeah. Um, I don't think I thought. I thought um, Otis... Um, Evading the RKO three times in a row was maybe a bit too much. Yeah, it didn't it didn't make Otis look good, but yeah, I suppose. Yeah, just just you don't see it very often. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's just. Um, I guess one other slight thing to mention is my skid mark from last week was um, Selena v Rhea Ripley. So I feel like I should mention it because we got it, it was, again. We got it again. Of course we did. But I mean, it couldn't have been any worse. They rolled up Rhea Ripley in forty seconds. This yeah. was definitely better. Um, Really good um, counter from Zelina at one point. Really good move. Couple of really good moves. And then Rhea just won with the Riptide, which is what I think they should have just done in the first place. But there we go. Let's just move Rhea Ripley away from the tag division. Yeah. So that's all I ask. I nothing, think, nothing I think against... we're getting there. I think they, they are slowly kind of telling that story with Nikki, aren't they? Yeah. But... I've got a problem. Nikki Ash can stay in the tag division and have someone else as a partner. But um, I think Nikki Ash and Dana Brooke could be a good team just because they're both like really overly happy and stuff but um yeah Rhea Ripley is way too strong or you do Nikki wrestler. Cross team with but in a old gimmick that would be good yeah crazy it, it, it could I just don't want to see Rhea Ripley in the tag division no I, I don't either <laughs> but if you're gonna do it do it at least so that because you could you could easily book Rhea Ripley strong and have a feud with Becky Lynch at Mania and it'd be be legitimate feud yeah, yeah. If, if they booked her right, at the moment, she seems a million miles away from that, but she could. Same with Shayna Baszler on SmackDown. You could, if you book Shayna Baszler right, she could be a title challenger for Charlotte easily. But Absolutely. Shall we um, Shall we move a- on to NXT finally? Then? NXT, yes. What would what? you like to start with? Well, again, I've just got the main event again. I'm starting the main event every show at the moment, but we had a really good main event here between Tony D'Angelo and Pete Dunne. Yeah. And for me... 
I think this was Tony D'Angelo's coming out party. I, I, I this was exactly the best the same looked. thing. In, yeah. in ring-wise, this was yeah. definitely his best showing. Because he's only really had short matches. Obviously, he was in the War Games match, but he didn't do too much in. Yeah, he, he was quiet in that. So. But in this match, I thought he was very good. I thought he had a very... He held his own with one of the best in NXT and Pete Dunne. Yeah. Excellent hard-hitting match. Um, Pete won, which I think is the right decision as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and well. then we got the attack angle afterwards on... Which I thought was cool because he attacked Pete's hand and arm, yeah, fingers, which yeah. is exactly what Pete does to people. Yeah, um, and it fits Tony D'Angelo's character. So I thought that was all really well done, actually. Yeah, I, I think this is a really good feud for them to have. It's kind of Tony D'Angelo's first real feud, other than Lash Legends cameraman or whatever <laughs> it was. Like, so yeah. it's nice for him to have a proper feud against a legitimate guy, and it's a good spot for Pete. Dunne, it's a good spot for Tony D'Angelo, so I like it. I yeah, like it a lot. I thought this was all pretty good. Um, not loads to say about it, but um, no, I, I just think as well the crowd actually good. was dual chance in there. There was they were into both guys as well. Yeah, there helps. was a bit of um, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. and they, they were chanting, um, "Let's go, Pete!" And to- yeah. let's go, Tony. Bruiserweight. That was it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, so yeah, really, really good main event. Really good stuff. And like you say, I think in ring wise, the best. To- I mean, I've lo- loved his character for weeks, but in ring wise. Yeah, this is definitely the best. It's nice to see him perform like that in ring because I haven't seen it so much so far. Um, Not that he's been bad in ring, it's just nice to see him perform really well. Um, Yeah. We also got a really good match between Raquel and Dakota Kai in the street fight. Street fight, yeah. Um, Started backstage. A a proper street fight as well, like one that starts backstage. And um, yeah, that's what I want to see in the street fight. I don't want it to be ringside, I want it to go everywhere. They went outside for a bit. It was during the. um, like advert break, but she there's like fight, fighting out in the car park and stuff. It was, it was yeah. quite nice. There, there, um, there was a lot of sort of going into sort of doors and things out backstage, yeah, yeah. you know, and things like that. And um, using your your arena to the fullest and yeah. the backstage areas. No, I love um, it. And um, it was a bit where Dakota got crushed by this like really long, I don't know what it was, just a metal thing. Yeah. Um, you know, backstage. And then they, when they got to the ring, it was really good as well. Yeah, and then again. I think it's actually right that Raquel won, but I don't think Dakota's ever beat Raquel, has she? Like, I think Dakota no. could, could have beat her for the title. I, did, I think I said it last week. Before. I do worry about where Dakota Kai goes after after this feud. Yeah, um, it does seem like she's a, a way off the title picture right now. Because, again, yeah. we now have a title match scheduled, which is Cora Jade, Raquel, yeah, and Mandy. So the aftermatch angle. Yeah. Um, obviously, Raquel wins the match. Um, it was interesting because there's a table set up, and then there's a table set up, someone goes for it, right? But mm. I was expecting the finish to go Dakota to go for the table. But Raquel just did her finisher in the middle of the ring on a well, it was on a, it was on a bin lid, actually, I think. On yeah. a bin. Yeah. But there was the table was just there, and I was like, oh, they didn't use the table. But we got the angle afterwards, and that's where the table yeah. comes to play. GG and JC coming down. Yeah, so toxic attraction. Yeah, I liked um, um I wasn't I've just again maybe I've been a bit harsh here, but I wasn't massively impressed with Corey Jade's side of the promo here. Yeah, I thought she kind of struggled on the mic. Um, but I thought Mandy Rose was really good again. It was a pre recorded bit, but yeah, she was just like in a bikini from from her Paul Wasser character. And I loved how she was like, um, I'll look forward to that. I also look forward to the beatdown, and then Gigi and JC come out and attack them. Yeah, that bit was really good. And obviously, that's when Raquel goes to the table. match. Yeah. The only thing that's a little bit odd is Mandy making the triple threat match because, as a heel, normally you wouldn't want to face two people. Yeah, but I guess I did think that was a little bit from odd. her point of view. She made it knowing that they were about to get attacked. Yeah. 
Yeah, so but on the night of the triple threat, it just gives him a disadvantage. It's, that's all that's weird about it. Because normally, yeah. baby faces are like, yeah, oh, I take on all comers, but heels are kind of like, I only want one person in the match. Like Owens and Rollins were desperate not to get Lashley added on Raw. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that made sense. Whereas this was, she just kind of willy nilly was like, yeah, by the way, I'll take you both on at New Year's Evil. I'm like, Oh, okay, not, not <laughs> complaining too much about it, but it, it, it logically it didn't make too much sense. Um, yeah, I actually think triple threat's probably the right the right way to go as well because I think Raquel should be in the title match, and I think so, so should Cora Jade. So well, Cora has pinned her, so she's earned it, and Raquel has a rematch and has been and she only lost it you know, because um, Dakota yeah, Kai it, interfered. The match itself makes sense; it's just the way they got to it maybe could have been done a little bit better. Um, but not yeah, yeah like but, I say, it's, that's just a nitpicking really. Something um, to look forward to. One thing I did want to mention was uh, the Champa Brom Breaker stuff at the start of the show. Yeah, um, Champa cuts an amazing promo here. I thought um, yep. really fiery. Um, <clears throat> says that Bron's not ready. Gets right in his face and slaps him. But what I, what I thought was really interesting it, um, about it was um, Champa was sort of listing NXT champions, and he listed uh, Sami Zayn, Nakamura. He didn't list Johnny Gargano, <laughs> which yeah. I thought was interesting that he didn't mention him. Considering it's Johnny Gargano and the relationship he had with Champa. Well, what um, what what he did is he mentioned people that were still in WWE. Yes, he did. He, he didn't mention anyone that had left. He mentioned Adam Cole. Ivers, but they meant the it's weird because ever. later on in the show, Johnny Gargano was referenced by Indy Hartwell. Yeah, and well, um, um, Grayson um, Waller. Grayson Waller, yeah, yeah. That that segment, John, they said yeah. something about Johnny, and he mentioned his pa- Papa. So yeah, said like he, it wasn't like they're not mentioning him. Yeah. Like, don't mention, but you know, here I was kind of expecting Gargano, uh, Gargano to get mentioned, but he didn't. Um, so I thought it was interesting, but yeah, really good promo I thought from Champa. <coughs> Brom, he didn't let Bron talk because he was kind of just he was like, I know what you're going to say, and then he said what yeah. Bron would say. I thought that was really well done actually, and yeah, kind yeah, of covered up maybe good. Bron. Bron is a fine promo, but Champa's better. You know, well, um, yeah, I think Bron is fine. I think Bron's a very one dimensional promo, though, isn't it? Yeah. He's like the angry, kind of fuming promo. I don't think he's got like the, the I, I think he's got one dimension basically in his promos. So, yeah, um, and then he kind of lifts him up above his head, um, afterwards, puts him down, doesn't track him down, but um, just kind yeah. of lifts the title and goes, you know, see him in two weeks. It was quite basic stuff, but it was good. I yeah, thought. I think that's against another good match for New Year's Evil. Which again is just it's just that's just a weekly um, yeah. show, isn't it? It's not a paper. No, it's a Tuesday night. It's it's yeah. on the fourth of um, January. Um, yeah. yeah, so we've got so, that, and I think we've got. And then um, the night after is Hangman, day... Hangman um, Brian too. Yeah, it's gonna be a well busy week. I've just realised, right? Because we've got day one on the Saturday. Yeah, we've got New Year's Eve on the Tuesday, and we've got um, that dynamite with that match on, on the Wednesday. Yeah, so that, and, that and, we've got, that and we've got Raw and SmackDown as well that week. And, uh, yeah, and that's without Raw and SmackDown. So there's going to be a lot to talk about that week. Bloody hell. <sighs> that is going to be a busy one, yeah. Uh, after a couple of quiet weeks, probably. But yeah. Yeah. Um, other stuff on this show. We have to mention AJ Styles, don't we? Yeah, he of appeared. Course. Of course, which was very odd. But... Yeah, it, it didn't really make any sense. I, I know Grayson Waller called him out, but I thought they were going to have a match or. And maybe they will. I think is AJ going to come back? Um, yeah, I think I don't think he's, this is a one-time thing. I think he'll be he'll come back. It's interesting. It's interesting they put him and Riddle. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I think they've what they've done is they've clearly looked at something and gone. Let's put a couple of Raw stars to bulk this roster, yeah, inexperienced well, roster up, they, not they've, getting the they've, ratings. They've just lost Gargano and O'Reilly as well. So just yeah. throw a couple of um, and experienced and Adam Cole not that long ago. So then maybe they're yeah. thinking if we put AJ Styles on, they put Riddle. They get us a few more viewers work with the younger talent. It, yeah. it, it, I get the thinking behind it. 
but it made real no sense for Grayson Waller to randomly cut a promo on AJ Styles on Instagram. It was so random. Yeah, um, I just want to say, again, I feel like I say this every week, man, but Grayson Waller's superb. Absolutely superb. With yeah, his promo, heel work. And again, again, he was spread throughout the show, wasn't he? Yeah, we mentioned him with Indy. I love that conversation with Indy and Persia. Um, yeah. And again, he attacked Dexter Loomis later on in the show during Dex- after Dexter Loomis or during his match. Can't remember. Yeah, exactly oh, I think it was, it was after, wasn't it? Because he tapped Trick out. Trick Williams got tapped out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it fell asleep, actually. It was like a sleep hold. Thing. Yeah. And then he attacked him after, yeah. Yeah, so again, lit throughout the show. And he seems to be right now... The, it seems to be the Grayson Waller show almost NXT, weirdly. From out of nowhere, it feels like they've just they've just strapped Rocket to him and he seems to be the guy. And again, the fact that AJ is is coming down and getting in his face is a real sign of um, how much they are behind Grayson Waller because he's the guy who took out Gargano. That was a big spot. He's now the guy facing AJ. That's a big spot. You know, how long is it till he's champion you know they, they've always set up him and Bron breaker in the future we mentioned that a couple of weeks yeah. ago so if breaker wins the title even if even if champa wins the title grayson waller could go to champa and say well i took out your mate you know mm. so yeah, absolutely i think grayson waller's the next in line for a title shot just just from promos without even wrestling i think he's next in line for a title shot yeah, it's it's all really good stuff from Grayson Waller. His promo is just excellent. I feel like he, they're, they're trying to make him sort of NXT's version of MJF a bit, you know, just yeah. being an he absolute is knob. An absolute, like, such a hero. And he's still even, even, um, has got a feud with Ellen Knight going on, so hasn't he? Because he's still yeah. Ellen Knight's card. He's going right? to have a lot of people coming after him. I feel like we could have like a 10 yeah. on one handicap. Match yeah, he has a feud with enemies. about four or five people <laughs> I've just reeled off to. He's got a feud with. Yeah. It's like Dexter, Dexter Lumis, um, AJ Styles, LA Knight. Yeah, Grayson um, um, Breaker. He, he could have one with Champ. He hasn't got one with Champ, but he could easily. Yeah. It's, it's easy to get there. So. Oh, yeah. Champ and Gargano link. It's, it's easy. It's right yeah. there, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's set up a lot uh, Vic of stuff. Joseph. He has a few to Vic Joseph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He's brilliant. Um, anything else from the show? Yeah, there's a couple of other things. What was I looking at? So oh, let's yeah. talk about um, the title v. title situation because we yeah. mentioned at War Games, we thought Joe Gacy was going to, we all thought Joe Gacy was going to beat Roderick Strong. And yeah. he was going to get rid of the Cruiserweight title. That didn't happen then. Strong won. He but keeps this, the Cruiserweight title. This is a belt unification match, isn't but it? But this is where, this is where the Cruiserweight yeah, title is going. Because Carmelo Hayes is going to win this match, right? And should Yeah, he has to, yeah. Against Roderick Strong. And it is title for title. It is a unification match. It's not... So the Cruiserweight, the cruiserweight title is going, thank God. So yeah, the, you know, we know going. what's going to happen here. Um, come, I, I do think though, because I, my note was actually when they had this match during the Twick um, Loomis match when Strong and Mello were brawling. I did run my notes, give me Strong versus Mello because I think that'd be a great match. I think that could be Yeah, excellent. I think it would be good, yeah. I think it would be a really good match. That's on New Year's Eve, I'm pretty sure as well. Um, yeah, I can't remember exactly where this one's booked. I'm, I'm sure it's for that show. Um, yeah, but that's going to be an excellent match, I reckon. Um, big yeah. fan of Carmelo. He's my breakout star of the year, so. Yeah, yeah, just as long as Carmelo wins, because I, yeah, I thought, I, I thought Gacy would. I mean, but it makes no sense to get rid of the North American title and keep the cruiserweight title, would it? No, there's no cruiserweights for them to uh, to put the title on, so no. it make no sense whatsoever. No, definitely. Um, kind of a slight segue because you mentioned Joe Gacy briefly. We yes, are setting up for Harland v Brian Kendrick. Looks yeah, like. I never thought I'd see Brian Kendrick wrestle again. Yeah, he, he cut a promo didn't he on this show. Um, 
I, I said it last week, you know, is he coming back? I did. I, 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 I think I heard, again, I listened to you guys last week. I don't think you, I, I think I wasn't sure it was Brian Kendrick until they mentioned his name after. I was like, oh, was that Brian I didn't Kendrick? Know they the threw time. down the stairs. And so... then they mentioned him later on and I was like, oh, it's Brian Kendrick. But I, my only criticism of this is you get thrown down the stairs and you're fine a week later. Yeah, yeah. A, I mean, we see beatdown angles where people are out for like a month and then they come back. But he got launched on. I mean, that could kill someone. Yeah. And he's back a week. I did think it was a bit silly. They've rushed it. He, they could have done this a few weeks back. Yeah. And then I, I Brian comes back for this yeah. big like, comeback match. But yeah, they've rushed it a little bit. Um, but well, I like seeing is, Brian Kendrick. That's cool. The match is going to be quick, isn't it? Like yeah, Brian yeah. Kendrick isn't a full-time wrestler. And yeah. Haaland is the kind of guy who's just going to destroy him quickly. Yeah, it is going to be quick. So I get maybe they didn't want to build it up too much for that reason, I guess. Because um, you don't want to build it up too much and then it'd just be a squash. Yeah. Um, the only other note I've got is the tag division. Um, there's a few things going on here. We had four teams sprawl, um, which all in the title picture with the Brooks and Jensen, Jacket Time, Grizzled Young Vets, and... Who did they face? Um, Creed the, the Creed brothers. Yeah. We also had another MSK Riddle segment where Riddle said he will come with MSK to call that out was Imperium. Yeah. So. Oh, actually, I wanted to talk about what that Imperium said as well, leading on to that. But yeah, finish yeah, your point. Yeah. Um, I think, are we, when is the Dusty tournament? I'm not sure. Dusty Cup. Is that coming up? I don't know. Because that's what I thought. Is this all leading, all these teams, are we leading to a Dusty Cup tournament again? Maybe. Because MSK won it last year. It must be about a year ago MSK won it because they were champs for a long time. And they mm, that's so a good point. I reckon, I reckon that's what this is leading up to, the Dusty Cup. Yeah, possibly. possibly. And maybe, maybe we get MSK v Imperium separately in the Dusty Cup with these four teams and maybe a couple of others. I don't know. Maybe just these four teams. Are what, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the match itself was a bit nothing here. It was okay. Nice. Um, and then obviously it, you kind I, of saw the I finish did, coming when all the teams admit, are out. Yeah, I've, I've, I've not enjoyed Jacket Time up until now, but I did quite enjoy Jacket Time bringing their commentary table out to the side of the ring. Yeah, I like, I like Jacket Time. And then Wade but... Barrett was like, I, uh, I agree with everything Kushida says, but I disagree with everything <laughs> Ikaminjiro says. So yeah. It's just such, such silly humour, yeah, but yeah. I did it, quite enjoy it. I quite like it. They could bring a bit of fun to the tag division because yeah. I feel like the tag division is very serious in our next team. It is, yeah. Well, you said that like, Crystal Drunk veterans are not oh, a yeah, joke. Both. Maybe not, actually. MS, MSK, you're a bit... Actually, no, that's... I, yeah, I, I say take a that bit back. silly. I take that back. They're not serious. <laughs> MSK is the silliest team um, ever. Let's talk about that MSK thing because I thought it was very interesting that they said Riddle was coming. I was like, okay, that's cool. Riddle's going to make an appearance. But what really piqued my interest... Uh, I know where you're going. Imperium eh? saying they might have a shaman, but we have a general. Yes. Oh. Riddle versus Walter. Yes. I didn't even think of that until you just said. Yeah. Come on. Wow. Let's, I Let's have a bit that. of that. Well, it might not lead to a Riddle Walter match, but surely that means Walter. I would if, pay if, a lot of money to watch Surely Riddle that means what was going to be there, right? Surely. Be, oh, that is some match, by the way. Them two are, Riddle can be as hard hitting as, as they come with yeah. Walter. Oh, yeah. I mean, they might not have a match because Riddle's on the main roster, so it'd be a bit odd if he did. But bloody hell, like if they did that match, that would be insane. And and I I just I'm excited for what will come in. You know how much I love Walter. I, yeah, I, I give yeah, Walter a match of the year every year. Like, yeah, I know. I love him. They, so they, they teased it a few weeks back and I mentioned it. And then they like just completely I think not just mentioned him for, for a few to weeks. Decided to come over because he doesn't like the travel. Yeah. Do you know he what? I like... can't believe I that went over my head that comment. I just I didn't even think anything of it. And I, I did. I, as I soon as I wrote that, I've written in capital letters, give us Walter. 
So, well, to be Riddle, yes, that's why Riddle's. Yeah, that's uh, at, at least we're going to get a six-man tag, aren't we? At least. Yeah, or it might just be a regular tag with those two in the corners, and then we might still get some interaction between Riddle and Walton on the outside, some moves and stuff. Yeah. Like I don't know, it's it's hard to say, but. Those it does comments... seem weird though with Riddle as current tag champ on Raw. As yeah, well. that's that's like, the only thing like, about it. Orton's not going to get involved in this, is he? So it's just just a bit. No, weird. he was involved in the uh, MSK stuff. They all talk about Randy Orton. They played Randy Orton's music. <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny. Um, similarly, actually, Grayson Waller mentioned um, Omos, Sadio Styles as well, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah, that, it would have been pro- silly if he didn't. Being yeah, the he heel, kind of had you know. to. Kind of had to, but um, they are mentioning these main roster stuff. It's kind of like a because before. NXT and main roster were just so separate that like when someone got called up there, all of their NXT stuff was ignored. Whereas I guess this is roles reversed, but they're not, I feel like they're, we are they're not ignoring main roster. I feel well. like the whole point of the reboot and the new talent is that they want to push these stars as they are now. So yeah. like Bron Breaker will come up as Bron Breaker. They won't change his name. They won't yeah, well, and, completely and hope, change his gimmick. Like they and hopefully they could, they could like, call, up, call up MSK and then... You can have MSK and Orton's like, well, what, what you know, why, why are your friends here and stuff like that? They can yeah. play on what's like, you know, they can use AJ and Grayson Waller in the future on the main roster potentially. I'd like to see stuff like that. Um, who knows whether we're going to get it or not, really? Yeah, I just thought it was very interesting. The the Walter comment got me excited. Maybe, hopefully, actually, that's got me excited now. I didn't even f- pick up on that, so I'm excited yeah. now. All I can think about is Walter v Riddle. Um, <laughs> that it. I think from NXT. Yeah, I mean there was a couple of other things, but I, like so. Yeah, Von Wagner got rolled up the name. The Io Shirai had a match was was fine. It's yeah, Io Shirai. He, he can't not like Io Shirai's matches, but yeah, it was yeah. Uh, all about Zion Quinn and Electra really. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, he got the mistletoe out, didn't he? Don't know where, where, that's, where that's going. We've already had Zion Quinn be at Santa Escobar already. So that, I don't know that's, that's in danger going. of becoming a skid mark if it goes much longer, by the way. I didn't mind it at first, but it's, yeah, it's, it's gets to the point now. It it's not gonna have on. a the storyline's not that interesting enough. At least we had no um Cameron Grimes Duke Cousin this week. Which yeah. has, been, has been another one that's been dragging on for a little bit. So well, talking of going back way back in the pod now, but just something yeah. I forgot to mention. Talking of carrying on, Serena Deeb mentioned it's not done with Hikaru Shida. And I was oh, like, yeah, please, yeah. not. I, they've had three matches. Don't You don't need to carry They've all, they've all been really good, by the way. They they have, been... They're great, but why? <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't do that. That, that, should, that should be it now. After that that irritated me, that did. Um, yeah, because yeah, I, I don't really see why they'd fight. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, let's not go back onto uh, AEW. I think we're pretty much done for this week now. Yeah, I, I think we've actually gone a bit longer than I expected to this week. Yeah, same. Um, but I think it's well. Yeah, I think it's still shorter than the usual pod. Um, so yeah, I, that is definitely it for this week. We, we've, I say, we've, we've, we've gone, we've gone longer than expected. Um, make sure if you have not already, check out our special. Um, yes. That come out end on, of years. Awards. Come out on Monday, the end of year awards, where we go through. We have. Um, Tizzle one, our, our, our writer for the website. Um, and we discuss everything, the best and worst of the year, um, with some funny mentions. And it's, it's I think it's one of our most fun pods where we kind of just I spent so long laughing about just random stuff we went on about. Yeah, it was very it was very good. It, it was a very good pod. So definitely you got it's, a spare couple of hours. Yeah, it's, it's, it's two two hours long, but if you find yourself on, on Christmas Day bored for a couple of hours, just yeah, stick it on. cooking. Yeah, exactly. Stick on most dinners cooking. You're waiting for the Queen's speech to come on or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was trying to think what else you do on Christmas. 
Exactly. Uh, if, if you get bored of charades, just stick it on. Yeah. Um, and follow us on Twitter at Recharge Wrestle. Um, same on Facebook as well. Um, we're going to be very active, I think, over the coming weeks, and we should have some surprises for you um, coming up, which we will announce in due course when they are ready. Yeah. Um, obviously, follow our parent company, the Robot Republic at Robot underscore Republic. Uh, Robot, Robot Republic, Republic underscore. underscore. <laughs> Sorry, it's been so long since I've done an outro. Um, yeah, so follow those uh, on Twitter as well. Um, loads of podcasts there alongside ours. Um, anything gaming, horror, nerd, that, 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 that kind of stuff. And we will catch you next week for another... Um, yeah, we'll do squeeze another, them one in before the new year. Going to try and make it a two-man short pod next week again if we can, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe it'll be a really busy week, and we'll go. Yeah, maybe on. something could, massive could happen. I mean, we got we weren't expecting. Well, I was expecting Kyle's debut, but you know, yeah, we might get something big happen in the next week. Yeah, exactly. So tune in if next Walter week. comes in on the next. Oh team. my god! Yeah, well, I, I, I could I could do an hour on Walter alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys, catch you next week. Goodbye. 